Hello. You want to hear about the dumb thing I did today? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so my day was spent. But number one, I didn't even get up until like noon. Actually, nice. let's get some backstory for this. <laughs> I went to bed fairly late because of the way that I am as a person. Yeah, same. I woke up early-ish, did the various washing of faces and whatnot, came mm-hmm. back, sat down in my bed. I made the mistake of not immediately making my bed, which means I got under the covers. Mm. Mistake. Number one, immediately fell back asleep, woke up periodically. The thing about me falling back asleep, though, because I do this on a regular basis, I wake up at a reasonable time and then I go back to sleep for a few hours. That always results in the weirdest, most vivid dreams. Oh, my God. The only dreams I can ever remember are the ones that I have during this time period. For some reason, I had a very vivid and vivid, vivid and elaborate dream that I was a cast member in the uh, Disney Frozen on Ice. Okay, I've never seen it. I've just like it's come up on my TikTok for you page. Um, specific, like one very specific video came up recently of somebody who was following around the like ensemble cast member who's the guy with 8,000 salad plates. He skates around with a stack of salad plates and he's magnificent. He's incredible. So I guess that was in my brain. And so I had this whole, I was like having a romance with the guy that was playing Kristoff. Mm-hmm. He didn't look like Kristoff, by the way. I just for mm-hmm. some reason was like in love with this you man. Knew, you knew we he, were yeah. backstage. There was like a little bit of a crisis. I don't remember what it was. Something went wrong. I was like hella good ice skater in this dream. Uh, Like it was elaborate. I wake back up. It's like noon. I'm like, crap, I have so much to do today. And the thing is, it wouldn't normally be that much to do except that I was vlogging today. Like I was doing a little like spend the day with me type like TikTok video, which means I was recording basically everything I was doing, which makes every task take three times as long Mm because you've got to like set it up and get the angle and then you record, and then that, did, so we're re- whatever. So I did all these things today. I worked out. My legs no longer function. It's fine. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. I showered. And then you were like, hey, we'll record later tonight. And I was like, bet. That's perfect. <laughs> I have this Tuscan soup instant pot recipe that I've made before. It's delicious. I'm in this <laughs> Tuscan soup to come up. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> then... The thing is, though, I'm trying to be healthy, as you do, mm, but I always yeah. forget that, similar to vlogging, being healthy takes me three times longer than being not healthy, because suddenly I gotta chop up all these ingredients. I gotta mm. make things, but oh, I'm not gonna just chug another cup of coffee. I'm gonna make myself a matcha latte three <laughs> times as long. Anyway, so I'm making this soup. It's taking a long time, longer than I anticipated. It's an instant pot recipe, so I thought to myself, oh, like 20 minutes. I'll be ready to go. An hour later, my instant pot was still preheating, and it had been preheating for like 20 minutes, and I was confused. It only had to pressure cook for five minutes. So why was the preheating taking so long and you had texted and we're like I'm ready to go and I was like well god damn it <laughs> my instant pot is just sitting on preheat and it sat there for so long and then finally it went off and I made my soup and I ate it just now as we were sitting here and it's there was so much potato just and I chugged it all um I saw like I knew you were eating the soup this is not a surprise to me what was a surprise was that the soup was your dumb thing. I find that very... It took so <laughs> long 
And I was really thinking it would be like a quick and- – I've made the soup before. Yeah. I didn't remember it taking a very long time. I was like, quick yeah. and easy dinner. Problem the, solved. The worst no. part about like Instapots and like air fryers is they never have a button. Like it's never clear when they're done preheating. And like I don't know why yours was taking that long. I've never had an Instapot. I feel like it's going to explode in my face. But I love my Instant Pot. I've used it for many years. Mm-hmm. It will tell you when it's done preheat. Like it has a little arc on it. And mm-hmm. it's, so it shows you exactly when it, it's just it'll get stuck on that like last. There's like one more little mm-hmm. square and it just sits there. And you're like, well, how <laughs> it's not like a countdown. The air fryer, because I've got a big fancy one that I got for mm-hmm. Christmas, that one's weird because it will just, like, it preheats super quickly mm-hmm. and it won't, like, count down for you either. It'll just yeah. be like, beep, and you're like, oh, no, my stuff isn't in there. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. You preheated so quickly. Oh, my God. Also contributing to the wildness this morning, I worked out yesterday for the first time in a very long time because, you know, medical crises and fatigue and such. I wasn't moving my body and I was like, I need to do that yeah. more. And I did a workout yesterday, and it was like a full body workout, and then that felt like nothing. It ended, and I was like, wow, mm. I've done so much more than this before. So I did an arm workout on top Ugh. of it because I was like, I need to do more things today. And I also felt fine after that, but I did stop. And today, I had to use my arms to sit up because my abs <laughs> ceased functioning. I woke up and was like, oh, God, why is my whole body in pain? <laughs> like, I can't move. I woke up on my back. I'm a stomach sleeper. Unfortunately, um, but I woke up on my back. Begins. Unclear, like I was in so much pain that my body just starfished. Oh that, okay, I'm done. That's the saga of my day. Wow. I mean, in our household, like the most dramatic thing that happened recently is that um, we do a lot of like online curbside ordering. Sure. And um, Every once in a while, we'll, we'll do, like, Sam's Club. I, it's Is that, like, a national chain? I don't know. It's, like, Costco, uh, whatever. I don't know. Um, I know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I don't know if it's national. It's, like, whatever. I don't know. Um, And my mom accidentally bought 20 pounds of cheddar cheese. Respect. <laughs> she accidentally <laughs> bought. I, like, opened the fridge. And I was, like. And they're huge hunks. Like, they're huge. And she was like, I meant, she's got one, one is Pepper Jack, one is Colby Jack, and the rest are just cheddar. And, oh, my abs hurt. And, <laughs> You're making me laugh, but it's hurting. And I opened the fridge and I was like, oh God. bread and cheese? And I, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, have you heard my dreams? Like, what, what is happening? And she's like, well, I wanted to buy these, like, big, like, hunks of cheese and, like, cut them up and then, like, shred them myself so that we could, like, you know, we would be – it's not, like, a health kick, but it's more, like, we'll try to, like, meal prep and, like, do things without having to buy, like, the, I don't know, packaged shredded cheese, which for our family is just unreasonable. We're, like, we are not the type of family to shred our own cheese. I got to tell you that. That ended, like, 10 years ago, okay? We, we've we been behind for, like, 10 okay. years. Um, And so, yeah, now she was, like, yeah, I wondered why the order was, like, $30 more. She was, like, I took, like, some other stuff out. She was, like, I don't know what – and then I was, like, well – We've we've got a lot of cheese now, but we don't have any fancy bread, so kind of a disappointment. Um, But yeah, just a lot of cheese. (laughs) I mean, we have also a lot of cheese right now, Mm -hmm. but it's all different kinds of cheese, Mm -hmm. and it's all Mm -hmm. fancy cheeses because we were recletting. Which that looked really tasty. Oh, it was it's so good. But the thing is, we got so much Mm -hmm. meat and cheese that we're still working on it, and we started around Christmas. Yeah, we had 
this residual cheese uh, purchase of ours too is was inspired by Christmas because we bought like a bunch of different cheese. She had like cheese, like a very non aesthetically pleasing charcuterie board. Sure. Um, and then she a had made like charcuterie board. If you will. <laughs> she had made like homemade uh, queso and stuff. And then I discovered the wonders of pepper jack cheese. I had never like been a fan of I don't know what? pepper jack cheese. But I know I it's the best kind. I was Probably. a very picky. It's the best of like the generic. Yes, kind. Yes, that's a good um, one. Yeah, like I was a very picky eater as a kid. I was mm. not adventurous or whatever. Um, but like she had it on the plate, and I was like, let me just take a little bite, and it was delicious. It was it's so good. It changed my life. I put it on everything now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like. We just, I've been like ordering pepper jack cheese. Um, and so I think she just took it to heart and just bought so much cheese. Um, but I mean, I can't complain. I just don't know where. I mean, it's like taking up a good portion of that fridge. Also, you got to eat it before it goes bad. I know. I know. Are you, can you freeze cheese I, the way that you can I, freeze? I have not a clue in, in the world. Like I, I don't know. Because then it's, like, making queso is hard because we, you know, if you make it and then it's, like, super good in, like, the little crock pot. But then, um, no, no, no. Not, yeah, cause, yeah, well, then if you, like, reheat it, it gets all greasy. And then yeah. it, I, we learned you had to put, like, acid in it so it doesn't congeal. And I'm, like, I, this is too – I am not a baker. I am not a chef cooking. I love <laughs> to eat food. But there are so many rules and, like, scientific things that i'm just not capable of or like knowing what things do what to achieve other things like making your queso runny and delicious sure um so yeah we're just we're struggling out here um and i also i was i wanted to sleep in this morning um but i definitely had to finish reduce me at sunrise (laughs) i like woke up because i didn't know when we were gonna record um so like last night i was supposed to read it but then i read um the uh what's it called in which matilda matilda halifax learns the value of restraint i also had to read in which margo halifax whatever um and then my mom was like let's uh watch a movie and i was like okay i'm not gonna not watch a movie so then we watched austin land and then we were in like the vibe i guess of like jane austen so then we watched the new emma or it was like 2020 we're behind the best one yes yeah it was very good very i'd never seen it before um (gasps) i know it's one of my i think it's arguably like the best austin adaptation other than i mean i'm a 1995 pride and prejudice you are you are and see my mom's a 2005 so i'm a 2005er um and we know your at least i know your struggles with that movie i have Um, a lot of struggles you do i think it's a bad austin adaptation i don't really see i don't really care about like the adaptation i just like the mood like i i'm not fair. you know like if, why, if like, i was if, yeah if you know like let's say season two bridgerton like if i had read the book i probably would have been a lot more angry for different reasons than i was angry you know like i get it um sure. so like totally valid um but then because i know like the persuasion the new persuasion um mm-hmm. i mean i see what people were angry but i was like honestly it worked for me I get, I see yeah. what, like, I don't, it's not persuasion, but like, as yeah. a movie, I can watch Oh, I remember it. I when it came out, it. I was talking mm-hmm. to Sand, and she hadn't seen it yet, and she hates that movie, I think. Yeah. Um, but it, it had just come out, and I was like, oh, I watched it. It's bad. Mm-hmm. It's so bad, and I had such a good time watching it. Yeah. 
I was I like, can't do that with Pride and Prejudice. Mm, see, I think because I, just, I saw the 1995 first. That was yeah. my introduction to Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, I just remember my mom watching the 2005 version when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, she, like, watched it when we were in a hotel room one time on, like, a little, like, portable DVD player. Um, and she was, like, sobbing in, like, with headphones in. I was like, okay. Um, and then we watched why, like, it. Yeah. People like it as a movie. Like, I think it's good as a movie. Mm-hmm. It's just not Jane Austen. Yeah. And which is, like, again, like, I am not – I don't remember right, books which well you enough. Don't care. Or even, like, some people can yeah. separate that. I mean, there are people yeah. who love – not just – there are plenty of, like, huge Austen fans who also love mm-hmm. that Pride and Prejudice. I think it's just – the things that I like about Jane Austen did not make it into that movie. In there. Yeah, I can see that. It felt um, like the Brontes had rewritten – the Brontes, one of the Brontes had rewritten – Pride and Prejudice, put their own spin on it, and then that got adapted into a movie. It was lots of, like, professions in the rain and sweeping shots across the moors and all these things. And, like, there was a little bit of humor, but not much. And it really missed, I think, the social commentary for me where I was like, what are we – this is just a romance. And the whole point of Pride and Prejudice is is that it's, like, kind of not – like, don't get swept up in the – charming mm-hmm. handsome guy that's like jane austen's whole thing if he's handsome red flag <laughs> if he's james mcavoy red flag <laughs> my mom loved the movie becoming jane and then i watched it i was like what the hell was that <laughs> it was so good what are you talking about i have no idea I... if it's even close to realistic but... oh i have no clue i just <sighs> that man is like... so fine he is very fine well we also we also watched penelope so we went mm-hmm. from um we went from what was the movie i mentioned before uh uh austin land yes you are so correct i don't know my life um so we went to austin land and then i was like okay let's go to penelope because we hadn't seen it in a while and my mom is a humongous james mcavoy fan so Gosh, watch that stupid. yes and then emma was like right there below because i was talking mm. to her about it and i was like oh it's there and then we watched that today we watched clueless um so you're really just following this through line. yeah well because i was like explaining emma through clueless i was like oh yeah this is happening because like i had seen clueless multiple so times. now you have to read camila knows best yes my whole just it like lapsed because i was like doing like all these other books for multiple different reasons but um i am picking that one back up because i really love janet goes wild it's a really good book and then you saying that was the um was that what one was that jane fairfax well, you said she was like jane fairfax and yeah so camila Churchill. knows best out now she's is yeah. an emma retelling mm-hmm. um and janna shows up in mm-hmm. that book and there's the and the the hero and uh, they're that kind of if you know emma you know yeah i mean there's like a modern twist on it it's not the exact same as mm-hmm. the story but you know kind of like the jane and frank plot line yeah um and then janna janna goes wild is uh, not uh, an Austin retelling because no. Jane Fairfax doesn't get her own book, but um, she was essentially the Jane Fairfax character, and so now it's her gotcha. second chance romance. Yeah, that one was good. Um, so I'm definitely gonna go back and reread, uh, or not reread, just read it for the first time. Sure. Um, because I liked her yeah. writing a lot, and then because I, I had read her really YA. Good. It is mm-hmm. um closed door. Camilla, yeah, because the yes. Janet goes wild because you read it too. It wasn't like explicit, yeah. explicit, but like. No, but there was like oh, a, a sexy. They got a little steamy in the shower. There was like a f- other. A I was ex- I was not expecting it. I yeah, like, oh. not over the top, but it was there. Mm-hmm. 
Camila has like a hot and heavy makeout. I think it's like a topless makeout type situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's closed door. There's just like allusions to it. Um, but that was one of my top reads of last year. A forever seen... book standard disclaimer. Yes. Um, I've seen a lot of people um, loving that book. So I'm excited for that because I also I'm have a few it. other contemporary ones. It is um, a tad on the like. To. Uh, my standard like emily henry single person pov yeah closer to contemporary fit but like like it's a romance but i think even mm-hmm. more so than Jana, it's a little closer the, to contemporary it's a little more focused on camila than rohan interesting i still loved it I, and see like i we know this i adore me a single pov mm-hmm. so um while i don't uh, like you know obviously stray towards just contemporary fiction um mm-hmm. I do appreciate the single POV and the the mysteries sure. it provides. I mean, it is romance. Um, mm-hmm. It but just yes, definitely I... is pretty heavily focused on her. I'm excited for that. Um, well, I mean, that gets us into Jana was one of I my um, the books I was going to mention today. So I feel like Look we took that box. That was the most recent book that I finished. Five stars. Look at us being so smooth. Comes out in May. Welcome and to the romance, cover. Your TBR. Co- oh yeah. The okay. Cover. <laughs> No. <laughs> Let's backtrack, shall we? Because I love the cover. It's so pretty. I just... Ugh. I also just want to go to Tanzania oh. so badly now. Like, I, I feel like I, I'm a terrible, like, not bougie traveler. Yeah. Like, I don't like camping. So some of the things they were talking about where it's like, oh, this hotel, the rooms are tents. And there's, like, not a lot of amenities. I was like, mm. I don't know if I could do that. I I mean, I could. I could. It would be fine. However, I am bougie, unfortunately. Privileged as hell. (laughs) In another uh, recent turn of events in my family, um, there's been a random, like, 24 to 48 hour stomach bug just making its way downtown. Um, Walking fast. (laughs) Exactly. It's walking real fast. Um... And so, like, I have managed thus far to avoid it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would be very wary of um, getting a random ice cube that wasn't yeah. filtered or anything because yeah. that, like, makes a, an appearance in the book. And, like, the amount of times I've washed my hands this past weekend, like, we're, we need lotion. Like, it's, it's bad. So um, I think I would be very stressed out because I am also not a lackadaisical like I, uh, lackadaisical huh was, is that how you pronounce it <laughs> yes I I, I, I I think i have no clue i think it's lackadaisical i've I'm never not, i'm just an idiot <laughs> i don't um i think in the history of this podcast <laughs> is probably like 10 you one me historically <laughs> historically <laughs> that's fair i don't even know how to spell it yeah, I I mean, look, I could be an idiot here. It no, it looks time. how they have it is divided up. It looks, yeah, like you're right. Yeah, I, I mean, that sounds wrong to me. Oh, yeah. So someone, so it's a mi- commonly mispronounced word. I'm common. Um, <laughs> so some people pronounce uh with an X, like laxadaisical, uh, or what it laxadaisical. I did not know that last C was in there. So, semantic. I don't know. 
Um, I also say fixing a puzzle. So we know I'm just kind of messed up. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Someone got on me in elementary school for saying uh, coupon instead of coupon. I'm like, my mom mm. says coupon. My mom says coupon. And yeah. I'm always like, you're killing me here. <laughs> so then I my- like peer pressure now mm. say coupon, you know. My dad is um, really big on – he is convinced that he's right. He will say folk instead of folk, like F-O-L-K. Oh. And we're like, why do you say it? Like, like nobody folk. says folk. Like folk. folk. Like a folk song? Yeah. But yeah. Folk song. But then on the flip side, we also – he will – he gets – like, he will, like, call us out and we're like, dad, it's egg yolk. Like the yolk <laughs> of an egg. And he's like, no, a yolk is a thing that goes on an animal to like what? So he pronounces the L. (laughs) He says egg yolk, (laughs) and we're like, it's not, it's a yolk. And he's like, there's an L in there, and I'm like, right, but it's like a side, like nobody says the L. It's an egg yolk, and he's like, do you mean a yolk? And I'm like, no, (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I mean an egg yolk. (laughs) Like why? Oh, we get in fights. That was me in high school of the. Uh, great sherbet sherbet debate of uh 2012 i, I had no clue it. it was sherbet it sounds wrong it sounds yeah i don't know unholy dare i say so i still say sherbet i know it's wrong but i can't you are wrong that's unfortunate i know like i i can't say sherbet like what that doesn't sound there was edible one that would library library always annoyed mm. me Mm-hmm. Which, that's, like, a standard little kid. Like, you just can't yeah. say the rub, but, like, it always bothered me when people... But there was another one. I think there's, like, a way to say caterpillar that is oh. really common with kids. That's... Caterpillar? That is how you say it, caterpillar. But Yeah, cata... I can't remember what it is. I think it's caterpillar. <laughs> but whatever it is, there's, like, some, like, really common, like, you hear it a lot, especially with little kids, that... Like, they flip R's into weird places where you're like, that's not it. <laughs> Back to TBR Tuesday. Yeah, we are romance or TBR. It is currently TBR Tuesday time. Um, if you're new here, uh, this is just the space for us to kind of, like, go back throughout the past two weeks, list all the books that we've read and recommend. Um, it's not just historical. There are arcs, too, thrown in. Uh, yes. YA, if we so have any. Jana Goes Wild, for example, yep. comes out in May. Yep, and that's contemporary. Um, any like if we randomly read like a nonfiction or like a fantasy that we recommend, um, all that stuff gets thrown in here, and then these are posted every other Tuesday. Sure. Speaking of Jana Goes Wild, I realize we mm. never recapped like what it's about. Um, oh, just Ooh, it's if spicy, curious, spicy drama. It's a second chance romance between two co-parents they have a child together um there is some i don't want to like spoil too much yeah yeah they were together for a couple of weeks um and then broke up for Mm -hmm. reasons well Um, i mean the back of the book what is how much does that give away not a ton because i feel like in the forever facebook group estelle like posted the um, well that's specifically because she was a little yeah. concerned about the yeah and i was like oh that seems intriguing so there um, is an infidelity aspect but i feel like it's need muddled to caveat it yeah it's not well number one they're not cheating on each other no um and two it's a really complicated situation uh-huh. it's not just it's, like one of them was cheating on somebody it's like, a situation it's, 
where I think it would have been okay if he would have just said what was happening. Yeah. You know? Like, I think, like, yeah. hindsight's twenty twenty, and, like, they have that right. whole conversation. There's a lot of groveling. It's a second chance romance. It will. But... Someone – I don't think it was in relation to that book. But someone was, like, you know when the book is, like, all – the third act breakup? Like, the entire mm-hmm. book is just like that. That's how it felt, which is just lovely <laughs> because, like, there's just so much groveling. I feel like that's the best way to explain a second and chance I was, romance. Yeah. I was it like, yes, girl, make him act. hurt. Make him hurt. And then, like, again, like, I didn't really, like, I wasn't angry at him, really. No. I was just still just, like, down to see suffering and, like, groveling. <laughs> was, like, I don't know. No, I'm rooting for you, Jana. Um, but I know some people will, like, if they get even a whiff yeah. of cheating, they're like, no, I'm yeah. not reading it. And I'm like, just give this one a shot. It's not what, it's not, it's not your average infidelity in romance. There's a lot going on. Um, it's just juicy. I was like, it is juicy. I am here for it. And most so. of the book takes place while they are in the bridal or wedding party, rather, for mm-hmm. Camila and Rohan from the other book, Camila Knows Best, are getting married in Tanzania um, and it for the wedding. And then afterwards, they all travel to, like, throughout kind of like the Serengeti it, and go to different hotels and game drives. and. It felt like a much – so I didn't like the Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren. Um it got like i was enjoying it and then i wasn't um but it kind of had that same vibe of like because in the unhoneymooners have you read it mm-hmm. um when like her boss shows up like yeah, on their vacation and like obviously they're they were part of the wedding and like there's the whole wedding vibes and then obviously they're like enemies to lovers which i guess they're kind of enemies now but they're more just like strangers at this point yeah. um or like amicable I don't know. Yeah, they're like co-parents. But yeah, they mainly do they don't talk. App. Yeah, yeah, they don't. Jana can't emotionally handle. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, I person. that would fuck with your head. That was yeah. my only part in that book where I was like, he's kind of like treating it a little too lack lackadaisical. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I pronounce that. So I'll never pronounce it right. Um, he was. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he was with her. Yeah, I don't think he was understanding how much of an emotional strain that really could be if she really didn't want to see him. <laughs> like she yeah. didn't owe him time. Well, but she was Yes. It, like there was a lot of complications with uh well number number one, he's like, I just want to be friends. Like we yeah. just need to be able to co-parent this child. Mm-hmm. Um and two, there was the whole like the guy that was interviewing for her yeah, for, so for that's job how it is of... on this trip. Because there's a fake. weird at that point he separation. Yeah. Well, and at her that mom... point she needed something from him. So right. it was at that, you know. Right, right, right. Um I mean it was I, I understood where he was web. coming from. Yes. I do but I, I know what you mean, where you're mm-hmm. like, dude, she's trying, but like <laughs> this is a lot. Um and and again, like obviously it's fiction and like this isn't like a relationship guide or whatever. Right. Um, and also, like, people – this is just life. Like, yeah. you just do things that maybe you yeah. didn't think about the way that that was going to impact the other person. Yeah. Um, but overall, it was very good. And you had, like, the, you know – what like, what books about weddings are just sometimes fun. Um, and it's, the like, wedding a destination yeah. wedding. They're traveling yes. around Ugh. for a lot of it. They're going through, like, the Serengeti and seeing animals. 
there's also they're like it's not a fake relationship because it is essentially their relationship but yeah. because of the like south asian community that her like the the generation her mother is mm-hmm. from she's been lying and telling people that they're divorced mm-hmm. not, and they, that they, just, they were like, never had married. a child out of wedlock yeah they were never mm-hmm. married um and the wife of the guy who interviewed her that nobody else that knows about was a she's like an expert in divorce she's a, and, and co-parenting that yeah that was the only other part where i was like okay this co-parenting sounds a little bit cultish i was like what in the hell like she's like i want to interview you for your like spectacular divorce i was like lady Chill. I liked her. She was funny. The song she no spoilers, but the the song she sang and why took me out for karaoke for context. Um, I liked her a lot. She was so funny. That book it was just very good. It was like a really good movie. Like I was yeah, just very it had rom com vibes. It was rom com vibes. You were there for everything happening. It just it I would like to see it. As a I was movie. crying. It was it's so very good. picturesque. I feel yes. like Farah writes the like I felt like I was on mm-hmm. the game drives with them. Like you're yeah. really in the atmosphere, you're seeing the animals. There's a running bit with dick dicks that is maybe my favorite thing <laughs> dick in dick. the world. Dick dicks are little antelopes. Um <laughs> yeah. for listeners who don't know. D I K. Can I send can I send you a dick pic? A dick dick pic? A dick dick pic is the running bit. And I fully would if I were in that um which, by the way, I think I'm going to steal Bridal Brigade and Groom's yeah. Platoon. Snatched. I mean, I, I might elope if and when I ever get married, but like. I wanted to be with them. I wanted to be yes. their friends. I wanted to, I be, wanted to be a part Bridal of that. Bridal Brigade group chat. It was so jealous. Sending dick dick pics. Um, it just seemed. And I said this, I think, in a separate podcast before, but like, since um, Camilla and Jana were like kind of enemies-ish I think in the first book uh Janet had a really good line about like she was friends with her now but she still sometimes just like I don't like you sometimes <laughs> I was like if that's not the most relatable thing that someone's ever written I just thought it was spectacular because again like they're still friends and they still love each yeah. other aren't they like cousins or something? they I don't think or they're like very close cousins, like like their, their families grew are very up. close so there's always the rivalry, and they were always like pitted against each other. Yeah, um, just like the you know Fairfax and um, right. Emma, but it was just a hilarious line because <laughs> she was just kind of done. Well, because Jana's like the for opposite of Camila. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I love Camila. I really mm-hmm. do. Her whole book, she. I mean, she's Emma. She's like throwing parties, and her dog is Instagram famous, and. <laughs> She's, like, very fashionable and outgoing and all of this. And Jana is, like, I am an introvert. Like, I am uncomfortable with people. Uh, Yeah, same. Okay. So that one. Check. (laughs) Check. Recommended. Uh, We do. Both of us. Five stars. Um, What else? I briefly touched last time on the novella – I think it's one day, yeah, a day until forever by Aaron Langston. It's a free with a newsletter subscription by Aaron Langston. Um, and then her debut book comes out in February. And I won an eARC on Twitter. Um, side note, and like follow authors on Twitter. They do random giveaways there, and they're a lot less entered than on Instagram. Just saying. So See, you never know what you can find. And Facebook I despise groups. Twitter with my mm. whole body unfortunately mm. but i am on it 
it's because there's like a separate community space on Twitter that it's hard to get on Instagram, like for certain people in the mm-hmm. romance space. So it's love hate with. I get that. Other. I've just always yeah. despised Twitter as a mm. platform. I don't like it. Interesting. Alas. I like free stuff, so I'll eat my pride. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> that's so valid. <laughs> um, but the book Forever Your Rogue, um, it was so emotional. Mm. I was like sobbing, and I is that the one he writes her a letter? Yeah, a letter in there. Yeah, there is a letter. Somebody posted the letter, and I read it, and I wanted to die. It was a lot of things were happening. He's it's kind of like the um, I'm not gonna say like West Ravenel, but he's got a lot of shit wrong in Mm. his life for the first like quarter of this book, and he's very much a a wastrel and all of that. And then I know. I know because then he goes into daddy mode. Ah! Um, <laughs> because y'all don't um, understand the West Ravenall effect on me. <laughs> because, um, like several years ago, um, he got into too many, like too much debt. Of course. And yep. And uh, Cora, uh, the heroine, bailed him out. Basically, she gave him some jewelry to sell. She nursed his wounds. No one knew about this, and he's like, bet. This was great of you. Thank you so much. I owe you in the future. Uh, it's been several years. He doesn't think it's ever going to happen. He doesn't really remember. He's spent the years just going hog wild. Um, but then Cora, her – this is like the second book in the short span where I read that the heroine is made the guardians of uh, – the guardian of um, her dead uh, siblings' children. Um, so her – I just read died. one where that was the hero. Yeah. It's so many. Like there I read another one. Um this one handled it a lot better than the other one I read. Um cuz you get the like single parent aspect without yes. the scandal of a single parent and without yeah. having to have a like widow plotline. The on the only thing I'm not as big of a fan like I prefer the like I like it when it's the hero because he's normally always the guardian like there's never a legal issue because mm. the last time i read the heroine um there's like two separate types of guardianship like she has like certain rights but then there's always a, a sketchy uncle or like a sketchy like cousin who is trying to get the guardianship of these children too because they were also like named or like they're saying you're unmarried you're not you can't raise these kids um and so she needs to have a fiance to show that she is respectable and the only one she can really think of is this guy who's not respectable at all so he has to make a whole transformation um and so obviously there are reasons why the bad relatives want um the children and so i do prefer when it's just a straight up like they've been made ward no one's going to take the kids away because that's just a whole layer of drama that you have to work through at the third act which can get kind of frustrating um but this one it worked out pretty well um and a part of their pact was that to make it believable with the courts, he had to write her letters. Um, so she like backdated. So she was like, you just have to like write me these fake letters and like god. have them ready for our, our court date. Oh my god. <laughs> and um, things happened and letters were read and he was struggling throughout the entire book to write them. Shut and then up. obviously you read them and I will weep. <laughs> and I wept. Uh, yeah i don't i don't know it was a really good book though and yeah uh forever your rogue 
by Aaron Langston. And that's February 28th. So it'll be like here tomorrow before you know it because January flew by. That was a long time of talking about that book. We are doing terrible on time management. (laughs) There was a lot of tangents in the beginning there. And like five minutes of me explaining the saga of my day and that's staying in dream that's staying (laughs) good i'm glad that's critical information you have to hear about my tuscan soup link the recipe in show under the tuscan soup um oh my god (laughs) anyway um the only other books that i read were the lisa claypuses that we're doing yeah the hathaways that they're read-along for so obviously not going to talk about those um the matilda halifax novella mm-hmm. which again we're doing an episode on so not going to talk mm-hmm. about that i um, feel like that one is like so up your alley like i feel like oh me yeah yeah like i feel like that was just like made for you it was written for me <laughs> yeah that that was actually just yeah alexandra said i'm gonna write caroline and this isn't that's not true she did not but like <laughs> it felt like i it. was reading it and i was like oh my god <laughs> Like we checked a lot of yeah. Caroline boxes. Yes. I'm not even an age gap like, fan, but it Caroline's for bingo me. board it was rattling. <laughs> so listen, <laughs> frankly, I think it could have upped the BDSM. That's my only note. That we have things to talk about. I agree. Um, yeah, we'll get there anyway. Yeah, um, but the only thing I read that we're not doing a full episode on is uh, "Real" by Kennedy Ryan. Mm, mm-hmm. Um. Uh, listen, I cannot recommend enough. Uh, it's very long. Mm-hmm. I think it needed the space. It's it does a lot. That's good. Um, I really recommend the audiobook. It, the premise of this one is that he is a uh, a documentary director. He directed a film once, but he got involved with the lead actress, and then mm. it ended badly, and she pulled her weight and had him like thrown out, basically. And it was very dramatic, so now he does not get involved with his actresses, and also he only he sticks with his documentaries. And he found this um, it uh, a, like a black singer from the I want to say like the thirties or forties somewhere in there, and it's it, she's not a real singer, but she's very obviously based on like mm-hmm. the early um, like black performance artists, many of whom, of course, have been forgotten. Yeah. And that is the case with Desi Blue, the fictional one. As he like saw her name on a road sign, like in her hometown that was named after her, and was like, "Who is that?" And and she had like a really fascinating life. So he's making a biopic of her, and he's been searching for his Desi Blue actress for months and months. And he's very picky, and he cares a lot about his work. And he can't find the right actress, and he finds her. Mm. Um, he goes with his friend to see the the friend had met. This woman, the heroine Neva, uh, the friend is a musician and they had like performed together once. And so he's like, oh, she's the understudy for the lead on Broadway. So she's never performed on Broadway, but the uh, the the lead actress has taken a vacation. So it's her Broadway debut. She's going on as the lead in this show. So they go to see it. And there's a lot of like he's like she she is like light. Like he sees her and immediately is like, that's her. She's the actress. Mm. I need mm-hmm. her to be in this movie. Um, and then they obviously fall in love over the course of making this movie. So there's also, there's like little chapters that are the script of Mm, the movie. mm -hmm. So like Desi Blue, 
Um, and there's a couple of songs which I know you are like, oh no, don't sing. <laughs> but in the audiobook, there is well, there's a, a third narrator who does the Desi Blue like script chapters, mm-hmm. and there's a vocal performer who Well, sings. they got a performer for that, so that's right. already a step above. Right. Um it was kind of funny. I listened to it really sped up because of the way that oh, I am. God. Like I speak yeah. well, but yeah. so every time it's like somebody would start singing and I would have to like scramble to put it back to like one X. Um yeah. because I didn't want to listen to the songs. It would be like and i was like oh no 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 um but the so the audiobook is really good it's also um heavy content warnings for like medical chronicle uh, chronicle Mm. chronic illness content um she starts the book with discoid lupus which i don't know a lot about lupus but apparently there's a kind of lupus that can be terminal a lot of like yeah it's it's not really anymore like they've done enough um Mm -hmm. whatchamacallit um there's no, like no, medical advancement. So advancement. it's a, a chronic illness. It'll it's like a thing you have for your whole yeah. life and it's it can be really rough. Um so it's not as high of a life risk as it was, but it's still not good. But hers is the like the the discoid is not terminal. It's just mm. like a thing she kind of manages naturally. Or at least it's discoid she thinks when we start. Oh. Um there's no death. It's not, yeah, yeah. she doesn't like die at the end of this book. Otherwise I would not be recommending it. It would not be a romance. Um, but there is a lot of like chronic illness, um, medical things. His mother died of, I can't remember mm. what, but some kind of chronic illness. I think it's MS. Mm. Um, so like he's got some backstory there. They fall in love. There's some drama. They're making this movie. There's some health stuff. She's got some drama with her family, too, because originally she was going to stay in her small town and marry her high school boyfriend. They were engaged, but um, then he had been cheating on her with her sister, and she found out because he got her sister pregnant. So she there's a lot of drama with the family. Nice. There, there's, like a, there's just a lot of things going on, and it's Kennedy Ryan, so I cried a lot, but in a good way. It's just so mm-hmm. beautiful. And everything is handled so, like, deftly and woven together. It's like, I was like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I want to watch this biopic so badly. And it doesn't exist in real life. I've been talking about this book for a very long time, but it was really, really, like, a phenomenal book. Um, It's just very long and pretty heavy. Gotcha. That sounds really good. I like the – because I'm, like, hit or miss with, like, the – little like tidbit chapters thrown in like i've read like books where they throw super long yeah like they throw in like random like blog articles and things that don't make any relevance to the actual plot and then like by the end you're like these i i can skip them because they're annoying um but like alexis daria is a lot like audios and you had me um ola they have the script in there too and they were so good via audio um again harper collins strike is still going on um those are two harper collins titles but um those audiobooks were just so fucking good. The narrator, mm-hmm. um, I I haven't read them recently. Um, I read them for the first time last year. Um, but they had a really good like script moment in there, or, or at least the first one. The second one didn't. That had like maybe it was like articles or something. Um, I can't quite remember what that one had. That was those like separate chapters, but the first one at least was so dramatic and lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these were, like, at first it was just kind of interesting to see, like, mm-hmm. what her life story was. There was a, they were doing research on her and found out that there was actually a, like, her first love was her roommate. Like, she was queer. Mm-hmm. But that had not been public knowledge until now. So, like, there's a lot of 
talking about that and like her meeting her husband and her mother like all of these different things and then the last one is like her towards the end of her life when they named the like the street sign that Mm -hmm. he sees after her and i just like sobbed through it (laughs) she's talking about like all of these people she's loved that have like passed away and yeah that would get the mark that she left (laughs) on the world and i was like stop too soft for all of it said taylor swift it was yeah that that gets me go them for getting um a professional singer because that would change the game if some of these audiobooks had professional singers in them and also maybe professional songwriters sometimes because some of those lyrics that people write yeah um but that sounds lovely so that was that was real by Candy Ryan. Yes, yeah. that okay. was my only. And I'm currently reading Happy Place by Emily Henry, which is mm, another how one you that I can it? already tell is going to make me sob. I'm doing it slowly because I normally inhale mm. Emily Henry, but, mm-hmm. so I'm like really <laughs> trying to force myself to like slow down. But nibble. also, I need to because it's um second chance, but like forced proximity, so mm-hmm. it's already like really high intensity because they're like. They've broken up and it wasn't amicable and now they're pretending to be together. It's it's just like very high emotion. I'm only a few chapters (laughs) in and I'm like, whew. That's the one um, where our friend Susanna, Susanna Reads on Bookstagram, she told me that that one was like um, a full third act breakup for the entire book Um, because that's like you said, second chance. So I'm excited. I mean like phenomenal writing because I mean Mm -hmm. it's – it's Emily Henry. I love her writing style. It works for me. I've already started highlighting her. Um, I I notice her metaphors and similes more than mm. like that's her, uh, you know, those like little, mm-hmm. what was the word I'm looking for? Like hallmarks, I guess, of like a, you, you pick up on it when you read a lot of yeah. an author's work where you're like, oh, yeah. that's Emily Henryism. Yeah. And it's yeah. like really specific kind of out of the box similes. I think mm-hmm. a lot about – there's one in Book Lovers that I – like, the first time I read it, I thought about it for months um, where, like, they're flirting at a bar and he says something to her and the line is something about, like, it feels like a hot slinky falls down her spine or something <laughs> like that. And it was yeah. so visceral that I was what like – What an author. What is that? When they, can, when they can throw in those good metaphors – because, like, I'm not a huge fan of, like, flowery, like – writing or like mm-hmm. too many like metaphors all in one and just like very like whimsical i'm not in touch with my whimsical nature i guess is what we've established <laughs> in the past Get in um, touch with my whimsical nature <laughs> but when the metaphors can hit and when they're like interspersed it they're I just some of the best things i have a reason yes like if i already know the feeling you're trying to describe i'm mm-hmm. like why why do we have this not necessarily or like if it's just kind of your standard yeah. metaphor the thing i like about emily henry and sometimes it is just kind of a, a standard metaphor she does it a lot i noted it when i re like reread and annotated all of her books and it was mm-hmm, borderline mm-hmm. a crutch sometimes where i was like oh and another one oh another one yeah um usually though they're so like outlandish that it's funny number one mm-hmm. So you get, like, the kind of comedic, like, narrative style, but also it's, like, the hot slinky. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you've never felt that, but at the same time, you you, you know. know. Yeah. Which is the, the purpose of a metaphor, to take a feeling mm-hmm. that you can't – that is hard to describe it, describe it another way. But, like, 
I, she does it really well. Anyway, there's already a lot of those. And it's really, like, it has made me emotional already. Mm-hmm. But, like, things are intense with the second chance. And I love a second chance when it's done well. So I'm... Preparing your body. Yes, so. but I'm only a few chapters in. So we'll talk about that probably next TBR Tuesday. Nice. Yeah, I think I'm going to wait until I have the advanced audiobook for that one just because I have, like, a That's billion cool. other arcs to get through. And I like um, Julia Whalen, so I'm assuming she's going to be... I hope narrating. So. I'm. I would hope. I don't know why she. I don't I think, think I ever listen to the audiobook of book lovers. Actually, I should. It's your homework. Reread. I think she. <laughs> I think she narrates all of Emily Henry. I know she um, at least narrated the first two. Yeah, I, like, that's, I think she did book lovers too. Yeah, I was. I would assume so. I mean, what? I mean, you're not going to turn down Emily Henry, and like, I mean, she did. She could have scheduling conflicts, but I think they'd probably know very far in advance. I'll find out. Anyway, if you have other books. <laughs> yes. Go. Um, so another contemporary moment for me was Ruby Spencer's Whiskey Year um, by Rochelle Bilo, or Bil- I think it's Bilo. Um, so she basically um, is a very successful um, f- like editor at a, it's like a magazine or something for like food. She's like a food critic editor or whatever. Um, she's got a lot of credit to her name um but she's just kind of like stuck in a rut so she quits her job and moves to scotland um to write a cookbook and we've established i can't cook um she would know what to do with 20 pounds of cheddar cheese um i do not but um it's like one of those things where you get really stressed if you were in that situation like you yourself wouldn't want to just like hannah that's what you do with a 20 pound block of cheese with bread <laughs> you eat it with i need crusty i need to get, bread i need to get crusty bread um like if i like i would be too scared i think to quit my very like mm. stable job um but yeah. reading about it is That's very cool. nice um so then she goes um obviously she has her saving a local hallmark establishment moment of a small town of in scotland um she goes to the local like pub um she lives above it um and she works in the kitchen um to like help pay like some of her rent and this then she's is my supposed dream to- <laughs> right she's supposed to be like writing a cookbook it's it's like if leap year wasn't a road trip romance um mm, that and be. like if if amy adams just wanted to like cook and, and you, if like matthew <laughs> you said it's scotland right yeah so if scotland matthew good of ireland yep so if matthew good was big burly and scottish not like lean and like okay. matthew goodish oh if we get the um, guy from um Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Yes. Yes. So we've got him. And then there's no Adam Scott, but there is uh, spanking. Like, very light. <laughs> there's no Adam Scott, but there is spanking. <laughs> I gotta, gotta hit all the notes. <laughs> and and recording. <laughs> there's also no engagement tradition. She just goes to write her cookbook, and then he's the... The uh, pub is in his family, and there's some dramatic daddy issues. Um, the third act kind of loses a little bit of the plot, but overall, it was just a very comforting read. Whiskey, his family also uh, distills whiskey. I have horrible memories of whiskey. Me no like whiskey, but it made me want to like whiskey, so it did that. That's fair. Um, but it was it was very good. The audiobook was lovely. Um, the narrator was very good. The Scottish accent shined. Um, so yeah, I really recommend it. Um, the cover's lovely too. And that one comes out 
that's an arc as well. It comes out February 14th, so Valentine's Day. Have a date with yourself and a lot of cheese, some crunchy <laughs> bread, <laughs> and read that book. I will. I will <laughs> have it. a date with myself Cause it's like, and a lot of cheese and some crusty bread. Because <laughs> like it's not really like enemy, so it's not like leap. It's like the vibes of leap year without like any of the plot, you know? Sure. Like, it's like the sure. destination. Um, but – I really enjoyed my time. And whenever there can be a saving a local Hallmark establishment moment. Classic. Um, you, you, you do love it. So did you have anything else? No. Oh, God. Okay. Um, well, I read all of Elizabeth Everett's books. Well, we're yeah. Gonna do a f- we're going to do a full episode. Um, that's that's coming out this Friday. I don't know Friday. if I had finished um a love by design when we did the last tbr tuesday you're reading it i think i have finished it Mm -hmm. that also but again we've got the full episode yep so that's coming this friday awesome audiobooks elizabeth jasicki knocks it out of the park yes um so i read all those and then um i read but i'm still thinking about (sighs) for matt (laughs) little baby it's shaped like a heart oh Mm. god okay also i would die Um, for anthem that's all He's such a puppy dog. He's like not my type. Like but I would he be in love type. with him, but I yeah. Would... He's he's got a lot of layers. Um, I'm really surprised you didn't make a Shrek reference just now. Onions, <laughs> parfait. I'm just like I was waiting for it. You said he's got a lot of layers, and I was like, here we go. Put a dollar in the Shrek jar. So this Only time, Caroline puts a dollar in the Shrek jar. Absolutely not. Caroline's keeping her money. <laughs> Caroline doesn't make enough Shrek references for that to be a valid jar. But you're thinking about it. I've done. Of course I am. <laughs> I'm you always like, thinking about like, Shrek. You sounded like Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> the youths. Youths! Where are my driving moccasins? I... You know what? If I were a character on New Girl, I used to be Jessica Day, especially back when I was studying teaching. Yeah. But, um, the amount. I think I might be Schmidt. The amount of times w- once I got bangs, um, and I hadn't seen New Girl at that point. It was oh, freshman yeah. year. No, you and look every, like every place I went, yeah. they were like, you're Jessica Day. I was like, who is this? Yeah. I don't know who you're talking about. Every like It was constant. Someone would swipe up on Snapchat instagram story like i couldn't get away from it i was like i don't know what this is and then i was like i'm just like predisposed to hate her and then i watched the first episode and she's like sobbing on her couch listening to taylor swift drinking pink wine i was like okay no she is deeply relatable yeah so my like um profiles at work are all um jess just looking confused um for a while (laughs) back when i was on twitter not in book twitter but just like in college Mm -hmm. i had a twitter account there was a hot minute where i did a thread where I did a, a new girl, like a Jessica Day gif of the day, mm. every day, of, that would, like, describe what kind of yeah. day I had. And it was funny. It, it was, it, like, show. it was kind of a great running bit. Oh, God, I love New Girl. It's so good. It's so good. It's been a long time since I've watched it, so every time I'm... it shows up on my For You page of somebody being like, this is one of the funniest whatever moments, and it's something that I had, like, completely yeah. forgotten happened. Yeah. And I'm always like, there, why is this the funniest thing I've ever seen? There's a while where I just watched New Girl compilations of, like, funniest scenes, like, in, like, lieu of, like, my u- normal YouTube viewing and, like, watching my face and stuff. I mean, as you should. Have you seen the, um, the, they, they, like, 
mashed up dialogue and turned it into a song. What? Uh, hold on, because I <laughs> I can't remember what it was called, but sometimes it gets stuck in my head. <laughs> um, I'm a man, Jess. That's the one part that I remember. I'm a man, Jessica. New Girl Remixed. That is the title of the video. We'll link it in show notes. It's one of my favorite yes, videos will. on the internet. Anyway. That, uh, that, yeah. That was the new um, girl. Yeah, I don't remember how we really got there, but I don't I'm know. glad we went there. Oh, I um, sounded like Schmidt. Oh, yes, you did. You really did. Yeah. And that was impressive. And Thank I love you. that for you. <laughs> um, to get back on books, um, I reread The Runaway Duchess by Joanna Lowell. And I gave it like four stars my first read because I don't think I was like paying enough attention to the audiobook. Um, I think it was just a time when I either just didn't, I don't, I don't know what was going on with me. But the second time I read it, I was in tears. I loved it so much. I really, because like that's like my ideal book is like pretty low angst, um, but it's also like the redeemed, um, you know either villain of the previous book or she's just kind of the antagonist but not like she's like a tangential antagonist she's the daughter of the real one um and or if she's also just like maybe like a mean girl or something like that um just like a lot of growth that has to happen so you get that shift when like this person stops like thinking only of themselves and then obviously like seeing everything in in like a new light but also her struggles were very real with what she was dealing with at home and like what she was being told to do and like what she had to do. Um, so it was just a very, very good book. And he was just a little botanist. Just they were just like traveling the world. She had to like pretend because he had mistook her for a world renowned botanist as well or whatever the correct term is. And she had to like pretend she knew all these plants. <laughs> and Neil, he was just such a sweetie. Um and Mary Jane Wells narrates that audiobook. And so it was fantastic. And I did not appreciate her the first time around because I didn't know who she was. Um, so, yeah, that was five stars. And then I read that because I was going into Artfully Yours, which is the upcoming one by Joanna Lowell. Um, that one was also good. That one comes out February 21st. But um, Mary Jane Wells murdered this man's voice. I don't know... I mean, I know why she did it because he's like a kind of pretentious, like art, like snob, kind of like art critic. He's very like aesthetics and he's artsy, but she she made him just sound so pompous. And like, I get why she did it, but also I'm supposed to be like turned on by this man and nothing. I just couldn't get behind it. Um, I. It was just such a weird experience because I love Mary Jane Wells, but I think she just kind of phoned it in because she did his voice in book two and it was kind of like that. But I was like, she's not going to do that for the whole book. She did it for the whole book. Um, and I sent it to multiple people and they were all like, what the hell is that? So oh, no. like, I'm not, it's not just me. <laughs> it's other people who also love Mary Jane Wells. And they were like, what the hell? Um, so go in with, if you are looking to like pre-order the audiobook i don't know i listen to the sample and just hear that man's voice he sounds like a peacock and the book itself was good the narration took a hit um still i think the second of that series is my favorite but um i, I need to go back and reread book one sometime that one just has a lot of content warnings there are some heavy like alcoholism yes and then um forced institutionalization yes and of uh, uh, women specifically mm -hmm. you know period 
women put in asylums that did not need to be there. Not that asylums were yeah. good for the people that needed that kind of help, but um, I'm trying. I think there were some. It's been a long time since I've read it's, it. I it was one because it was too. Because it was one of the first ones that I went to because it was illustrated and it was at that time yeah, of like bringing down the Duke. It's not funny. It's no. Heavy. It has a fun premise. She sees. It is this, a funny premise. She she's an artist and um, she's of the lower class and he's a Duke. He's laying naked um, and she draws him. He's and passed her, out drunk in an alley. Y- she thinks yeah. he's dead. Doesn't know who he is. <laughs> And she's like, wow, that's a real handsome piece of equipment you've got. Well, and also importantly, because Um, she's a woman, they can't. They don't have nude models to pose. mm -hmm. And so she's lacking um, that experience for her art. And so she draws him, and then it gets sold. And he sees it, and then things happen. So it's a very fun (laughs) – Some dude shows up and is, like, accusing him of cheating on – or rather of being, like, the other man. Like, his wife – he says that she, his wife she bought is it. sleeping with him, and he's like, "I'm not sleeping with your wife. Why would you think?" <laughs> you remember that? so much of this. Oh, I don't remember it. Gives the. Entire- I don't. I remember the premise <laughs> because he gets accused of sleeping with this man's wife, and he's like, "I'm not sleeping with your wife. Why would you think that?" And it's because the wife bought this nude painting, painting. of him. <laughs> I mean, he's she's like, like and- she's, he's posed as Endymion, but like, yeah. it's him. He's it's recognizably him because she didn't know that he was like a. a fa- she just thought he was a mm-hmm. random dude passed out in an alley. <laughs> But now he's like her muse. He's the only person she can paint, right? But she had to sell it for money reasons. But now there's this nude painting of a duke. And he's like, I got to get this back and find out who this artist is, not knowing it was a woman. Things are complicated. If you want a little bit less heavy take in which Matilda Halifax learns the value of restraint. Well, it's kind of that's so a little true. bit. It's a yeah, similar it's a little bit there. Um, nude drawings I, of him. Yeah, erotic etching. Except they were will. a little, a little spicier. <laughs> that made me cackle. Um, so yeah, that series overall, each book is very different. Um, very different, very different tropes. Um, the Joanna like, Lowell. Yes, the Joanna Lowell one. Um, so I liked it. Again, book two is my favorite. Um, then obviously read the Lisa Klepis. Um, but then the next one was Role Playing by Kathy Yardley. Um, that one was just very good in the sense that our heroine was just she's such a bad bitch. I love her so much. There was a scene. Um, I mean, one of my like catnips like sequences is when um one character defends the other character in front of them and the other character like doesn't like feel embarrassed. Like they're just like really fucking grateful that someone's finally stood up for them. Um it's happened in like a few different books and stuff, but in this one, his family is very well, his mother is very homophobic, and um, his father was until he died, and then he tried to make amends. Um, lots of content warnings just for um, homophobia and biphobia and just a lot of things of that nature. Um, but she stood up for him at this wedding that he they had to pretend that they were dating to go to for him. Um, and she was like, hold my earrings, because his ex-girlfriend who had married his brother uh, was – had a mouth on her and you were just waiting and then she she said something and the the heroine she's like nope that was my line and you crossed it and she just like took off her earrings and she had to be like physically like she like leaped across the table and he had to like hold her back and it was in that moment that I fell in love because I was just like I love you so much um it was it was just really I loved their relationship. It it got 
um, overshadowed a lot by different like bad people in their lives. Like you only liked the two of them in that book because everyone else was just it was like a shitty small town. She was divorced. Her son just went off to college. Um, she was now an empty nester and like all the housewives in the town are just very judgy and trying to get her to come out of her shell, but in not a very helpful way. Um, and then she joins this like online gaming guild and he is the runner of it. Um, and for, for half the book, um, he thinks she's 80 and she thinks he's like 21 um, because she <laughs> – because like however they're like communicating via the like online chat she like it's just like i'm old enough to be your mom because she's like 50 or like she's like 48 i think he's like 50 or maybe it's reversed um but he just assumes that she means she's like 80 because he's also old but she didn't know that she thought he was a college student because it was like a community college because he was going for some classes um and it was just a really funny situation when they saw each other for the first time um it was like out of a scene in New Girl, um, but yeah, that it was a a good book where you were just, you were rooting for them so hard, um, and the ending was very satisfying, just kind of how it all came out. But it was again heavy, and you also hated a lot of people. Um, but and the cover's gorgeous. Uh, Lenny Kaufman did that one, and I want to live in that cover. Um, and then I reread One Duke Down by Anna Bennett lovely as ever um and then then we got to lisa Claypus again and that's where we're gonna start talking <laughs> next so here we are Ooh, here you are i have that new girl remix song stuck in <laughs> i'm not a gold digger you're a freaking gold digger yes <laughs> it's just on a loop in my brain i should really work gold digger I, I restarted. In the world. Okay, I'm done. I, re- I restarted Dairy Girls, so I feel like I have mm. to get through that again. I'm watching Miss Scarlet and the Duke for the first time, mm. which, by the way, recommend. If you're listening to this, I assume you like historical romance. This is like a, it's like a historical romance, but if it were a really, really, really slow burn mystery TV show, that does sound good. Oh um, my god, it's so good. I've never it, it, read. It's like um. The Amanda Collins series. Oh, really? I was like, I was gonna say, I've never read the Sherry Thomas uh, Lady Sherlock series. Oh, but, I don't either. Maybe it's um, closer to that. I mean, it's I was not, like, it, it's not the same as the. Ma- She's a private investigator, mm-hmm. not like a journalist, but it does have the energy of the first Amanda Collins book, where like she's bought like she just shows up at all of his cases yeah and he's he works for scotland yard but he's scottish and he's so fine and they're childhood <sighs> friends Ooh. um that are n- not in love but they're in love they just don't know it um and he is so so exasperated with her all the time the dynamic we need it's so it really it really and truly feels like what i assume knockout the next sarah mclean is oh going to feel Don't like even, i'm so excited for that except he's scottish and, yeah. and again it, she's not blowing things up she's just a private investigator who's constantly <laughs> yeah. making his life harder but it has that like energy of just like him being constantly exasperated with her and her causing problems nice mm, my mom and so i good. are gonna have a good time watching that again really slow burn though um, mm-hmm. I, I think I've, the fourth season is coming out, and I've heard they still haven't kissed. Yeah, so. I I feel like I saw on Twitter they like there was like nothing romantic like one of the seasons or something, and then people were like what? 
Um, but but I it's do like love the, a good like the, the 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 tension is there. Like you can mm-hmm. tell they're like in love. They just yeah, they're busy. There was one that was basically just a historical romance novel, but they didn't kiss <laughs> um, in an episode. Well, it's also one of those um, like there is a through like sometimes there's a mystery that takes multiple, but usually it's mm-hmm. like a, it's one of those what what do you call that? Um, I guess like cyclical plot lines where mm-hmm. like there's a mystery introduced in the beginning of the show of the and then by okay. the end of the episode yeah. you wrap it up. Usually, sometimes yeah. there's longer, but like the mysteries tend to be wrapped up fairly quickly. Um, I just think about that man all the time because he is so fine and he is so large and Scottish and exasperated. And there's an episode that starts with him in his office changing into a tuxedo. Hmm. And it's like, surprise, we get to see him shirtless now. And I was like, thank you so much for this gift. Um, This man, get out of my face. Back on the um, Emma train, I will say that was jarring to see that man's (laughs) ass and then tucking. (laughs) There's a... uh, there's an article that I had saved because it was so funny. I wonder if I can find it. But it, the director, Autumn DeWild, was basically – like, mm-hmm. she talked to Johnny Flynn, who I love. He writes music, yeah. by the way. Um, oh. He's a folk singer, and it's quite lovely. I love his music. Um, but she talked to him and was like, we're going to objectify you because this is something that's been done yeah. to women. Repeat, like, I'm going to objectify yeah. your body. And he was like, cool. Sounds good. I was like, he had a nice back. Johnny Flynn is so funny to me because he's Mm -hmm. not objectively handsome. Like he has Mm -hmm. a weird. Well, that's like every every hero kind of in like the at least my you know like the persuasion one. That guy's face was a little bit. Yeah, it makes sense. They're they're all just interesting, interesting faces. You know, to look at. He's just interesting. Very refreshing. Like he's Mm -hmm. he's kind of weird looking. Yeah, but I was in. But you want to make out with him. Yeah, you want to give him some chapstick and then you want to make out with him. The scene where he like post ball runs. (laughs) <laughs> after her and then shows up in her and yeah. i'm like you're like kind of gross like your hair is kind of sweat like yeah. you're gross right now but i would immediately welcome you into my bed like yes. <laughs> i um, we're getting rid of smasher pass and it's just would immediately <laughs> would you welcome him into your bed <laughs> that's the historical romance project <laughs> um I would uh, leave the the adjoining door unlocked, yes. if you will. Yes. Locked or unlocked. Will. That's the historical <laughs> smasher pass. If you were in a marriage of convenience with this person and you had adjoining rooms, would you lock or mm-hmm. unlock the door? Um, and then the good, the great scene. New episode. Them, <laughs> them approaching the door each and then going back to the bed. Ugh. Um, I do need to watch Emma over again now just because I'm in the mood. It's great. Obviously, you know. I listen to that. That soundtrack is really beautiful, mm-hmm. too. I listen to the, um, that has one of my favorite dance scenes, you know, mm-hmm. dance scenes in Austin slash period dramas. Boy, do they hit. But there's a dance scene where everybody is wearing gloves and mm-hmm. they are not. <laughs> and their hands, like, brought, and they, like, and stare the way, at each other's eyes. And then the way they ended the dance uh-huh, and, like, how she, like, wrapped waist. his, like, hand <gasps> around and then they like yeah. slowly close up on the hands yeah. as they let go, and I was like, "You yeah. understand, yeah, they Autumn knew what the they wild. were doing. You understand. Wow. Oh, that movie's so good. It's so good. The nosebleed, <laughs> and the fact that that wasn't scripted. She it's just so colorful too. Not the nosebleed. I mean, also the nosebleed. <laughs> well, yeah, but, it's vivid. <laughs> but just like the whole movie is so yeah. gorgeous. I oh, my favorite, maybe my favorite Austin adaptation ever. I don't know. It was very I mean, good. I um was so 
enamored by it. I just want to like watch every movie in that style. Yeah. I want everything to look like that. Mm-hmm. That's um, beautiful. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it's a crapshoot for what you're actually going to hear this episode. Because currently we've talked for an hour and 20 minutes. You're going to have minutes. to cut a lot of random stuff so. out. Um. We're gonna. We'll have to make a trailer sometime. Just all of our like just bloopers. For real. Yeah, we've outtakes, got them. If you will. So many outtakes. Uh. Okay. Well. Um. Yeah, you've got a few days until there's another episode. So Friday. Yes. Stay tuned. Um, that one's really interview. Fun. Yep. Interview with Elizabeth Everett. So I'm really excited. Also, there's a giveaway. Um, there is. It's a very funny that one, way. and it's really funny. So, I think it's funny anyway. Mm-hmm. It was her idea. Well, what was okay? What was very funny is that Caroline saw half of the conversation of Elizabeth like talking about the giveaway that I was having with our um our TBR Instagram account. So she was getting like all the notifications yeah, from Elizabeth. Both logged into the the romantic yeah. TBR Instagram. So I was only seeing her message. And I had I had responded to Elizabeth like one of Elizabeth's stories and we started talking, but it wasn't my fringe book reviews account. It was the podcast one. Which worked eventually it got us this interview. But um <laughs> Caroline was like, what it the was hell? Just the weirdest like one sided <laughs> conversation I had ever seen. I mean I, I did go back and read yeah. to see what was going yeah. on. But initially I was like, what are they talking about? And mind you, this is like Elizabeth ever <laughs> Yeah, it's like an author who you are friends with, but I hadn't really talked to her at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, you hadn't read her like books. It was just like the wildest conversation about like historical so words cool. for clits. I was like, what? <laughs> She's so cool. Going on. But yes, that She's episode so cool. is, I mean, I had a really good time. I did too. I, I would love her back. Too. You're the one that does the editing, so I haven't like mm-hmm. heard anything yet. I have listened to like one minute to make sure we got all right. of the <laughs> audio saved, but um, that's. That's my homework for this week. So it's yeah. gonna be really good. We're big time rush. No big deal. Um, <laughs> BTR. Don't do this. Don't BTR. <laughs> Romance your TBR. Oh my god. Oh my. Look what you did. Okay. Well, on that is. Um, ooh. Nothing. I was just thinking about those letters scrambled. Bert. Bert. and the end thanks for tuning in thank you so much our ever dying love goes out to you everlasting maybe not ever dying everlasting yeah ever dying doesn't (laughs) make any sense i can't talk bye